A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a story of OP's little brother getting beaten up and the revenge they got against the person who did it. But first, a story from Rumpelforsky990. Scumbag does $2,000 damage to my car, steals my best friend's motorcycle while recovering from dental surgery, gets whole life destroyed for years. This happened several years ago, but first let's meet the cast. There's me, best friend, and of course, the star of the show, Scumbag. First, a little bit of background. There was this homeless, he wasn't truly homeless, scumbag, who I was sheltering in my house while he looked for a place to stay. I wanted to help him out and help him back on his feet. He'd been problematic for a while. He was crapping in the trash can, peeing in soda bottles everywhere, and lying to everyone all the time. He wasn't even good at lying. He was one of those pathological liars who can't tell the truth to save their life. And when he got a BB gun, he shot out my neighbor's window. This will become relevant at the end. The list of sketchy stuff Scumbag did could go on for days, but that's not what I'm writing this about, though it certainly does factor into the revenge. Now on to the main event. While one of my buddies needed a ride to the train station, I was too tired to drive, so I let him take my car and drive himself to the train station. When he came back, my front bumper was on the ground and he duct taped it back on. He claimed that he was T-boned at an intersection and injured his leg. He went to the hospital, faked his injury, and came back with crutches so I'd buy it. When I asked the police in the town he said it happened in, whom he said he had filed a report with, they told me no such event had been reported, and they had no clue what I was talking about. I later found out through my buddy who was in the car with him that he was doing donuts in a parking lot and hit a tree. So shame on me for letting someone drive my car, I know. It was a very stupid decision on my part. The cost for repairing my car came out to be $2,000 and I couldn't get insurance to cover it, so the repairs came out of my pocket. So I gave him the benefit of the opportunity to make things right and said, alright, pay for the cost of repairs and I'll forgive the transgression. He already had a minimum wage job, so I expected him to pay me every week until it was paid off. After two weeks, he stopped, so I took his PS3 and safe as collateral and said I'd give it back when he paid me back, and if he didn't, I'd sell it to cover the costs. A few weeks later, my best friend who was also staying with me had his wisdom teeth removed. He was in a ton of pain. That dental pain is the worst. Scumbag said he needed to go to the store. He let Scumbag take the bike to the grocery store, but after a while we became suspicious. He called saying the bike wouldn't start. I drove over to the store he was at and he and the motorcycle were nowhere to be found. The store was 10 minutes away. We called him and said bring it back now or else we'll report it stolen. When he came back later that evening with a girl and he made up a BS excuse as to why the motorcycle had 130 miles on the odometer. The way he told it made it clear he had no clue how mechanical odometers work. They don't glitch and jump ahead 130 miles like he said it did. My best friend would know. He's constantly pulling his bike apart and making repairs and modifications to it. I grilled him about the fact that he was never where he said he was. We deduced that he had rode the bike to his hometown to pick up his girlfriend and back and lied about everything. That was the last straw that broke the camel's back and a very bad mistake. 
My best friend and I were trembling with rage when we threw him and his girl out the front door to the curb. This is where the nuclear revenge begins. Scumbag was dumb enough to leave all of his passwords saved on the laptop we loaned him while he was with us. We got his email and changed the password. Once you've got someone's email, you've got everything else by default. We got his social media accounts and financial accounts and reset their passwords too. It was hysterical seeing the flurry of password reset emails coming in. He knew we had him in the bag and was frantically trying to salvage his situation. He had opened a bank account at the local bank to deposit his paychecks from his local cashier job while he was in the area. We emptied the whole thing for a total of $2,500. Imagine my shock. I kept the $2,000 for my car and gave the remaining $500 to best friend for his troubles and having my back. We then sold his PS3 on Craigslist and split that 50-50. We eventually opened his safe and it was full of random papers and earbuds of no value, but it did have his debit card and one of the papers had his pin on it, which is how we emptied his bank account. In addition to that, while he's on his way out, I go to the store he was working at and tell his boss he won't be showing up this afternoon and to consider him to be quitting. I explained why. The manager was cool about it, but told me that he can't take my word for it. In any event, he was never seen at that establishment again. So, sooner or later, that manager was going to have to take my word for it. But we're not done yet. We still have a social life to destroy. We hijack his Facebook and make all of his friends hate him. We make posts about all the crappy stuff he did. We make posts about eating his poop. We make posts exclaiming his love of all manner of debauchery and degeneracy. We start petty fights with his friends list in the DMs. We go under their walls and say snarky, nasty crap. We turned everyone against him. And in the process of destroying his social life, a bunch of girls he abused who lurked on his page came out of the woodworks praising us for taking him down a peg. It's been years and he still doesn't have a social media presence. A few weeks go by and we get a package in the mail from him. Turns out he wasn't homeless and completely out of options like he said. Big surprise, I know. The package was mailed from his parents' house. It's an empty threat to sue me, overflowing with hilariously made up lies and pages of screenshots of what we did to his social media. Me and best friend are laughing our butts off reading it. He said he left town because the bills were too much. He never did sue us and we even taunted his bluff with our new Facebook account. The reason why he thought this would fly is the neighbor threatened to sue us over the window he broke and we paid for the replacement window. So he thought that the mere threat of a lawsuit would be enough to put an end to the revenge. I still have his lawsuit letter because I like to read it for a good chuckle every now and then. I'm thinking of framing it on my wall as a trophy. Last I heard, he's completely destitute and has zero friends now that everyone knows how much of a terrible person he is. Even his parents got sick of his manipulative behavior. His girlfriend didn't take long to wise up and apologize to us. So what's the real lesson of the story? Protect the ever-loving crap out of your email because that's all anyone needs to gain access to everything else you do and completely ruin you. Also, don't save your passwords on the computers of the people you're screwing over. I'm kind of curious after reading this story, do any of you guys in the comments have any friend that you would trust enough to give your email password to? I'm talking your email that you would use to link your bank account, your social media accounts up to, or would you not trust anyone with that? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And our final story of the day is by Heigerbaum Hubner. Jerk beats up my little brother because of his mental issues, gets beaten within an inch of his life. For context, this story takes place long before I was born. My father told me these stories many, many, many times when I was younger. Another context, my father wasn't a witness, but his friends told him the story so detailed, since they were there when it happened, that it almost sounds like he was there, so here we go. The cast is Cage, the jerk who verbally and physically attacks someone with mental health issues, Daniel, the poor guy who's semi-mentally challenged, I'll explain it better, Vin Johnson, Daniel's big brother, the name will make sense when I explain it, so okay. I don't know which year this took place as my dad never specified, but I knew this took place when he was in his late teens and or early 20s. Okay, there was this guy Daniel who was, well, semi-mentally challenged. When I say semi, I mean occasionally he was able to successfully understand the situation around him, but the majority of the time he couldn't. Because of that, his friend group constantly protected him. Not out of pity, but because they genuinely cared about him. However, this one jerk-faced cage decided he didn't like Daniel's mental issues and decided to poke fun at him. Note, they were at a bar and Cage had a large group of friends with him who all forced Daniel's friends to back off since they were taller and thus were intimidated, although they kept close just in case things went south and they assumed a verbal assault would be the furthest that this would go. How wrong they were. Cage decides to poke fun at Daniel, making stupid noises at him, purposely talking all wrong and broken as a way to mock his difficulty to speak due to his issues, and, well, everything else you can imagine. But like I said, Daniel, most of the time, wasn't able to pick up on the things around him, and thus wasn't phased by the insults, since he couldn't really understand what was going on. This seemingly upset Cage, who then resulted in beating the ever-loving heck out of Daniel. Daniel's friends immediately tossed aside their intimidation of Cage's friends and tried to stop him, but were restrained by Cage's friends while poor Daniel was defenseless against Cage's beating. Two minutes later, Cage stops the beating, laughs at Daniel, and kicks his foot one last time before leaving with his buddies. Daniel's friends take him away to a hospital and inform his parents and older brother. Daniel's brother will call him Vin Johnson. Why? Because if you take Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson fuse them together, that's Daniel's brother. That's how buffed and jacked he was. He went full Papa Bear mode, seeing red at his beloved little brother being beaten to a pulp and demanded to know who did it. And Daniel's friends informed him, and Vin immediately returned to the bar a day later, and from what I was told, literally kicked the door open and loudly and aggressively asked, I was told this part so many times and the words are quite exact, Who the freak beat my brother up yesterday? Which one of you freakers did it? Start talking or I'll tear this place piece by piece. Despite Vin's Hulk-like stature and Darth Vader levels of deep voice, Cage wasn't scared and smugly walked up and told him, I did. What you gonna do about it? Without less than a billionth of a second later, Vin punched Cage so hard he actually flew back a couple feet. Vin stomped over to Cage and continued to beat him up as in he stood above a fallen cage and rained punches like those you see in movies. Then he picked him up and threw him into a wall before grabbing him by the hair and smashing his head onto the pool table several times. Finally, Cage's friends interfered, though they were all beaten up by Vin. Seriously, it was like 5v1, yet Vin whooped their butts. 
According to my father, whose friends were there and were watching the whole thing, Vin took two of Cage's friends, lifted them both up with one hand each by the throat, and smashed their heads onto a glass portrait, knocking them both out instantly and leaving them with several cuts from the falling glass. Then, Vin finished off Cage's remaining friends before returning his attention to Cage himself, who was literally dragging himself across the floor in fear, and as Vin grabbed him by the collar of his shirt, Cage begged him to stop. But Vin sarcastically asked him if his little brother, Daniel, also begged him to stop. And Vin continued to beat the crap out of him, and even after Cage was knocked out, with his face covered in blood and a few teeth knocked out, Vin continued to beat him up and was only stopped by Daniel's friends who told him to stop otherwise, he could kill him. And Vin actually said, I still don't see the problem. The bartender was indeed watching, but knowing what a piece of crap Cage was, decided not to do anything. Yep, Cage was that much of a jerk. But since he paid for beer almost every day, the bartender wouldn't throw him out. Then, Vin decided to end the beating by picking the now unconscious Cage up one last time and threw him across the bar, and Cage's head smashed against a jukebox or something like that. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something related to music. Vin and Daniel's friends walked away, and the bartender called an ambulance for Cage and his friends. A few weeks later, Daniel was dispatched from the hospital and only suffered bruises but was overall alright. When Daniel's friends returned to the bar sometime later, they asked the bartender if he knew what happened to Cage and his friends. And the bartender actually knew almost everything that happened. Apparently Cage's parents decided to find out what actually happened, since one of Cage's eyes had suffered so much damage, he actually became blind in one eye, and asked for security footage, but the bar didn't have cameras, so there was nothing. However, the bartender actually came clean and told them all that happened and what Cage had done to deserve the beating. Surprisingly, the parents weren't entitled, what a miracle, and understood the situation and asked the bartender to tell Vin and his family they were sorry for their son's behavior, and promised to update him on Cage's future to inform Daniel's family about Cage's punishment. Then, according to the bartender, Cage's parents refused to take him back home and literally threw him out on the streets, telling him that if he was willing to beat a defenseless person, then he too shall become defenseless without support from his family. Cage then became homeless, and his friends abandoned him and became a loner homeless. One day, Vin actually passed by Cage while driving his car, and since it had been a day after a rainy day, there were water puddles around. Vin purposely drove over one, splashing over to Cage, making him completely soaked in dirty water. Cage began cursing at him, but as Vin slowed down and looked over, Cage recognized Vin and legged it. Not long after, Cage was arrested for trying to steal food off a local market, and his parents actually further added to his sentence over the beating he'd gave to Daniel, making Cage spend some good quality time in jail. After getting out, however, Cage was finally allowed to go back home, but was never allowed to go out without his parents again until he got himself a job, a house of his own, and a life of his own. Considering what Cage went and very explicitly did, it's very easy to have no sympathy for them in this situation. It takes a horrendous human to do what they did to a defenseless person, and frankly, everybody as a whole were lucky that Vin existed and was willing to stand up for them. Cage deserved it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one was your personal favorite and why? 
Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.